Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Otakuology Podcast. I am your host, Otaku Mike, and with me as always is my heterosexual life partner, Jin Graves, Volume 3 of the Galaxy. It's, it's me. It's Number you. three. Number three. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Oh my god. <laughs> How did you know I love that <laughs> So, what have you been up to lately? Any nerd stuff? Uh, yes and no. So, uh, I'm at like a fucking standstill. Sorry, my English. Uh, fucking standstill no. uh, <laughs> um so you know we played my D D campaign every two weeks and i feel like it's taken forever to like have progression even though we make a lot of progression so yeah. the the last thing i also use discord on our off weeks so oh, the okay. last thing the last thing that we had was they were fighting uh giant spiders and edder caps Okay. Which, i.e., you know, inspiration from Lord of the Rings, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And one of my players has a pet spider. So mm. that was a, a turning point in the game, too. So they had to basically end in the middle of combat last time. So I'm like, oh, well, this one guy has god powers. That's a, a magical NPC kind of, sort of. And uh, he froze time and pulled your spirits out of, out of your body like Doctor Strange. Okay. So their astral forms were doing all this different stuff, and uh, it got really crazy. And I'm waiting for them to finish up this battle, and I'm like, we're already progressed so far without things happening, and then to go back to it, it's a pain in the ass. Mm. But uh, I love being a DM. Don't let me get you wrong. Like, I I hate, I love working with people to make characters and to work out storylines and whatnot. But if I couldn't bring that to fruition, uh, I hate kind of like playing a character, I guess. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. So I had one person that uh, was being a little mouthy. And so I had a figure in black just come up why they were in their astral forms and whacked them on the head and they completely forgot about getting isekai into the world and everything uh. they're a lizard folk and they think that they were born raised and bred on the plane of existence that they're currently on and every tragic life event that's ever really happened to them which it's it's one of my friends that i've had I mean, for a long time, since high school. So, I mean, we've known each other for like over 10 years. And uh, and I'm like, and all the, and I start bringing up like little things that I know were like kind of semi-tragic for like all of us. I'm like, you experienced that. But it's like you experienced it in a lizard folk tribe. And he's like, what about the first day I got like my my favorite action figure? And I was like, that was the day that the shaman made you a wooden doll. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like every little thing that they have in it had in life, like actually carried over, but they don't, they don't really know. So the rest of the party, they know who they are as of when they came to the world, but they don't know them previously oh. as it was supposed to be an oh, aspect cool. of the thing. Interesting. Yeah, I've just been toiling away at my other podcast usagi podjimbo and usagi Yajimbo podcast i know i've seen it i know i've up to like episode 22 or 23 now i've been trying my best to do weekly shows it is very hard to do two podcasts at once <laughs> just saying <laughs> but Hi, that's go it's going pretty well just hit like 600 subs uh downloads so so let me ask you this. What? Are, are you doing both podcasts and a YouTube channel? Uh, Actually, the YouTube channel is kind of taking a backseat right now for the podcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I was doing YouTube stuff, and I was like, I just want a podcast. I, don't, I was like, fuck YouTube <laughs> at the moment right now. 
because I just my phone's like not adequate enough to like record shit. Yeah, it's not the best quality phone. Well, your buddy needs uh, one more um, light. I'm gonna try and buy one more light, and then uh, your buddy may be back in the YouTube game. Oh, interesting. Like I'm not like gone from the YouTube game. It's just I made like four videos last month, and I haven't made one this month yet. So, so. I I have besides my other O ring light that I need to get. Let me ask you the most important question of something else that I'm I'm gonna try and do. What? What kind of color of light do you think I should put behind me? <laughs> not purple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with like a like a like a eggshell white. Eggshell white. Eggshell white. <laughs> do we even have those? I don't know. It'll bring out the color in your eyes. We're gonna we're gonna do the we're gonna do the sparkly lights. Okay, that's okay. I think those are okay. I think those are fine. As as long uh, as they're like a, like a clear like white light, I think it's okay. I'm not really big on like color lights. But due to my good buddy best friend heterosexual life partner we're talking mike i decided that i should either shit or get off the pot so i have all this manga and i probably should just get back in the game yeah so that'll be interesting to see right but i don't know if i'll do one every week or not okay that's fine you know i don't think you can do every week because i have this pod I have this podcast that I do every week. Personally, I don't feel like you need to do YouTube every week. Neither do I. I don't need to do YouTube every week, but I do a podcast every week. I might uh, do a a mukbang. Oh fuck you! ASMR. Anyways, crunch, 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 munch. Anyways, what are we here to talk about today, Jin? <laughs> Did you hear that? What are we here to talk about today? Today, we're as you here fuck to talk... up the podcast, I was trying to get my swallow. Okay, whatever. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about <clears throat> that one, two, the third time where Taku Mike died, went into his cocoon, and came out as a new Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, Adam Warlock was not in volume one or two. He only was at the co- end of he was at the end of one of them. Only his cocoon was. He was in the cocoon. We don't know that. We knew he was in the cocoon. Oh, uh, we did because we are comic book nerds. I knew he was in there. I didn't know if you did or not. No, they they put lights behind him so you could see him in the cocoon. Okay. I didn't actually know that for the longest time, though, that that was Adam Warlock. Really? But hey. I mean, Adam Warlock is such a, like obscure Marvel character. Well, the funny thing is, is like really how when all of the Marvel MCU movies started, how much uh-huh. I really didn't know about superheroes and stuff. And then uh-huh. like now. Yeah. So, I mean, especially... Uh, guilty pleasure playing Marvel United and whatnot. Uh, it's pretty funny because I'll be like, "Oh, who's that character? I need to know more about them because I want to, yeah, use them." Guardians of the Galaxy definitely does have all those characters in it, like the obscure characters, because a lot of the space characters are very like obscure and unknown. Like a lot of people didn't even know who the Guardians were, or that they were like actually the second incarnation of the team. Or right. third. I can't remember exactly what, what incarnation they are. But they're the most popular incarnation of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but this movie starts out with... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Rocket getting... Like, experimented on. That's how the movie starts, right? No, it starts with No, him. no, no. It starts with him yeah. at the... Uh, nowhere. Yeah, he's sitting on the on the side of nowhere look, listening to the uh, the yeah. iPod. And I'm always, it starts and ends exactly the same way. I'm curious as to how long in between the holiday special and this movie like time has passed. Because 
Star Lord seems to be like not in a good mood. He's like a he's drinking a lot. He seems to be an Hold alcoholic. On, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I have that on here somewhere. Like, like, like I don't know what because it was it like a couple of months after Christmas. Did how long did it take him to get to Kevin Bacon back to Earth? Because they do make a reference to that in the movie. Like they do make a reference to Kevin Bacon in the movie. At one point. Yeah, they also make a reference on a newspaper in the the, the post credit. Yeah, the post credit as well. Yeah, but uh, so we see all the guardians. The guardians are like uh, have this what, new town. What was did the Christmas special have a specific name? It was just the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Okay. They have this new Continue, town. Continue. I'm settling, looking at them. They're settling into their roles of like running this town nebula is very good at it it seems like um and you know drax and them and and star lord just getting drunk uh because he misses his gamora uh his gamora is gone from the events of infinity war gamora died okay came back so to answer your question it said that the holiday special was supposed to be xmas 2025 uh-huh. And that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three happened mid twenty twenty six, so okay. we're seeing possibly about a five six month gap. Okay, okay, that's because uh, I I kind of wanted to know what was going on, uh, but yeah, so they're at nowhere, uh, running it, you know, helping all these people and stuff, and who shows up but Adam Warlock? Uh, Adam Warlock was previously, uh, as we mentioned, in quote in the other movies but he is sent there to kidnap or take rocket raccoon for a person who is unknown at this moment but we will call him the high evolutionary because that's who it is that's the big bad guy let me ask you what did you think of this opening scene because this opening scene was crazy i did not expect this to happen Uh, like at all for adam warlock to show up and just wreck shop, basically. Uh, I thought it was pretty weird. Because um, he just shows up out of nowhere. No explanation whatsoever. Well, I feel like Adam Warlock showing up was understandable. But, but... the thing that I'm, I have to question is... We really didn't have very much information, at least that I heard. Maybe on a rewatch I would be able to know more. Yeah. But how they were able to really know for Rocket to get sent there. Because to me, it didn't really make sense between the time. I think they've been looking for him all this time. And they just happened to like stumble upon him somehow. Oh, they thought he was was dead. Did they? Yeah. Okay. They thought he, he had died and... So the only thing that I can kind of put together is what what are the gold people's names? Oh, I fucking forget what they're called. Um, but Something yeah, because they S. they um they the guardians screwed them over in the beginning of the last movie. Exactly, so it was kind of like yes. it was kind of like revenge for for that. I would see, but they happened to find no. Did they happen to? They, no, they didn't take Rocket. They didn't take Rocket. Rocket got severely hurt in the in the beginning of the movie, and they tried to uh, heal him with some med packs, and that he had like a self destruct thing on in his heart or whatever, and he they needed like special codes to get to to heal him basically. So Rocket yeah, to power, is to power off the bomb. Yeah, to power off the bomb. So he is like slowly dying throughout this movie. And we get flashbacks with Rocket and the High Evolutionary and how Rocket is made. Like they reference they reference this in the other movies. Like they plant seeds, but they never actually said it was the High Evolutionary in those other movies. So it's interesting right. to see like how they intertwined and like weaved him into the narrative, I would say. Right. Yeah, We're, even with the gold people, the gold people who, uh, with Adam Warlock and stuff, like he made them as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, not Adam, but 
I, he made, I really he made, wonder. I really made, wonder if he he based them off of Adam though. No, but he he made those people. He made the gold people. Yeah, and he made, and I th- I think they made Adam. I think it was, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. I'll tell you. It is. I would have to rewatch this movie. I don't think so. I think they got him somehow, and they uh-huh. knew he was in the cocoon. Mm-hmm. Because they do complain to him that he that when originally they got him, they were waiting for him to incubate and like mature. And then, yeah, and mature, and that he took him out. So while he had basically the the body and everything of his regular kind of god form, yeah. I guess, uh, he still like had the memory and stuff of like a young teenager (laughs) i have to say for being one of the most strong people or beings in the marvel universe adam warlock he was a fucking doofus in this movie and i loved it (laughs) yeah he was so stupid and i like i like the way they went with him i did i wish we would have gotten a little know-how before that like maybe where they woke him up yeah and and got that so we would have known because like all the stuff that i've been reading he's one of the characters i've been reading recently mm-hmm. actually before guardians came out because i didn't think he would be in it and um oh it threw me off my game knowing like the adam warlock that i know and then seeing uh-huh. a childish version of adam warlock and i yeah. was like well i think it's really an interesting way to to like put him into the story as a new character and he's not like established like at all right so in future films he can be established and like grow and develop like as you know like even the guardians did they they developed and stuff throughout the movies and whatnot you know yeah but what did you think of these scenes where rocket was being like experimented on and got got put in with like all the other animals and stuff what did, what did you think about that? Um, knowing that he got worked on was kind of bad anyway, which, I mean, you know, that's something that's it was, sad. No matter it was what. a little hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but seeing who with the batch, batch 69B or whatever that he yeah. was thrown in with was pretty upsetting. <laughs> It was very upsetting. I was like, oh my god, those poor animals. Yeah, because I mean, like, besides Rocket, which just had more of like an exoskeleton stuff done to him, yeah. and like, you know, he was worked on. His, but brain, really was, other, his brain was worked on as well. Yeah, really, other than that, there wasn't that much that you could really tell that happened to him. But then, like, the next person like her it was an otter her whole bottom half was worked on lila lila Lila. had no arms yeah and then she didn't have arms her the bottom half of her was like kind of like a little robotic thing too yeah um i mean you know and then it just got worse from there like a rabbit with spider legs and a big like fucking decimator jaw you're talking about floor yeah floor and teeth yeah and then, yeah. you know, like, that you know, shit was like, what? Did you know those characters are in Rocket's origin in the comic books? Like, those characters yeah. are from the comics? Yeah. I had no idea that they were from the comics until after I watched the movie. Let's see. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. Um, the gold people are called the Sovereign. That's what they're called. Yes, the sovereign, the sovereign. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting to see like them trying to go get the codes to get to Rocket, like the links that they would go for their friend. Like you can tell that, like definitely that the Guardians, even though they like fight and stuff, they very much are a family and they do take care of each other. Like, with, like, Quill saying, oh, Rocket's my best friend, you know, and stuff like oh. that. <laughs> second oh. best friend. Second second best friend. Allegedly best friend. Yeah. Alleged best friend. Allegedly. You 
Um, yeah. But I have to say, like, someone who kind of stole the show other than Rocket was fucking Nebula. Like, that's true. She was on point in this whole movie. Like, she was a fucking funny, like, badass. So this was her, hers, and Peter's thing together was actually something I wanted to see wholeheartedly. What? Oh, when they when they were with Gamora and yeah, um... they're sitting there and uh, (laughs) they're talking to the other lady. She goes, that doesn't exactly sound like that's the girl for you. I think yeah. it, this one's more the one that you're describing. And then he goes, <laughs> he kind of does like a little sneak peek and goes, <laughs> well, your, your eyes are beautiful. They're my father, ripped my eyes, my father ripped my eyes out and genetically, <laughs> you know, and you're them. like, you're <laughs> like, uh, he's that is like, pretty well, fucked up. He's like, well, they're very black and pretty. You know, pretty shade. They're a pretty shade. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying he picked a pretty pair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. And then you can see him thinking about it, and she's like, Get it out of your head. Just stop it. Stop thinking about it. No. (laughs) Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, was that shit right there. Seeing her evolve from like a villain. From the first two movies, I think really Tony Stark being with Tony Stark all for all that time kind of like humanized her almost, I would say, in a way, and like made made it easier for her to integrate into the Guardians. I feel like in which, well, which I, makes I think I think that and her stepping up to take over this position. Yeah. Uh, of nowhere as well. Because I mean, we had stuff with Rocket, but mm-hmm. like in the in the change, Nebula had. You can tell between her and Rocket, like Nebula has like, that grit and has always been the person over nowhere, regardless of like how Rocket was portrayed as the leader. You can really see how Nebula is kind of that more true leader. I think yeah, I would say that, um, especially like. I would say maybe throughout the movie Rocket became the true leader at the end. Yeah. But we really see the whole thing and I really think the the iPod or whatever he has is really the big indicator of that. The Zune? Yeah, the Zune. The Zune. Yeah. Cuz when he first when he first starts out it's just him kind of listening to it himself and then he puts it on the loudspeaker and he's kind of forcing people to do that. Yeah. And then he actually has it where people participate at the end where it's like, Hey, yeah. you know what, who do you think is the best? And yeah. you know, all this other stuff. And they actually have that stuff added into it. Yeah. And the, so after we find out all the information we need to find out and, and rockets horrific backstory, we go to this, I want to call it the meat planet. Cause it looked like a big hunk of meat. I don't remember what it was called. But when we get oh, this, the the eye, yeah, it's like a meat eyeball thingy. That was their like main headquarters and stuff. Yeah, it was for the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. That whole yeah. spacesuit, that whole spacesuit scene where they're all like floating in outer space, it was like fucking amazing. Like I loved it. I like I loved all the music and stuff. I I like the button thing. Oh, the button! How does that thing was fucking funny. make any sense? You hit the blue button, it should go to the blue suit. No, the blue button is for everybody. The orange one goes to the red suit. The green one goes <laughs> to the blue suit. How is that hard to understand? Do you see how wrong this is, right? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, I thought that was the black button. No, <laughs> no. I love that whole scene, and then when they get into the like the airlock thing and they like hide their spacesuits and they end up like throwing their spacesuits out into outer space. So they have to basically like, uh, basically like rework their entire plan. I feel like their plan is always like their plans always seem to fuck up somehow. And they always have to like, uh, improvise. Yes. In a sense. Yeah. Which, I, one of the other parts that I loved is when they were there and they split up. Yeah, and we got we got to see uh, they were trying to get past the guard guy, and mm-hmm. Mantis is like, "You're highly madly in love yeah. with him." 
with him. Yeah, that was and so she cool. had the guy. She had the guy go after Drax, and I feel like that. I feel like she's done that before. To be honest. Oh yeah, no, he because like, Drax like, oh, says, fuck. "Why is it always me?" Yeah. He yeah he says it. He goes, "Why is it always me?" Yeah, he does do that. And I was I was sitting there like, man, I could see if that was me and Mike, you you'd definitely be pissed off being a Drax character. Like, why is it always me, Jen? Why? Why do guys always have to be attracted to me? Because I'm a big I, beautiful I bear. That's why. I don't I don't know. Uh, and then you have him where he tells him his name. My name is uh, Clatter Trap, and you're like. <laughs> He's like, what's your name, Drax the Destroyer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is hilarious. I literally thought that Drax was going to die in this scene when they're fighting all the bad guys. Because yeah. Dave Batista doesn't want to play Drax anymore. He's like, this is going to be my last movie. I thought Drax is going to die. Like, yeah wholeheartedly like he was gonna die like i was like oh my god please don't kill drax like let him have that happy ending you know yeah no my my that's what my brother was kind of bringing up on uh a lot of things with different characters and it was funny because he goes you know who did you really think was gonna die i was like nobody he goes what do you mean you you didn't think anybody was gonna die i was like it just wasn't gonna happen I don't know this. This and movie he, he brought up. He brought up the Drax scene, and he brought up yeah. the rocket scene. And I was like, "It's not happening." And this... and he told he told me that when we got out, he's like, "What do you mean? <laughs> you didn't think it was going to happen?" This he movie goes, was very dark at points. I think it it's was. Probably, I think it's probably one of the darkest Marvel movies ever. But I also feel like it's one of the best Marvel movies of all time, in my opinion. It's true. Because it's true. like and and I think this is actually fills in a lot better because uh we were having an argument too about uh phase four being like the grieving or whatever. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Kind of, yeah. Like the grieving yeah. of everything that happened, yeah. And I was like, well, we're still kind of having that and um with these movies and i said well this one you know even though we kind of had to feel that way for rocket or whatever i said this was a lot better than part of the other stuff that we had in the grieving thing i haven't seen Um, ant-man and the wasp three yet but i thor three kind of sucked quantumania sorry thor four thor four kind of sucked yeah i know i agree but I, this that was one that I didn't like. This I feel like hits it out of the park because it focuses on the characters and like the overarching story is kind of what drives them. But like it's very much a character movie, in my opinion. Yeah, like yeah. it's not like this big end of the world thing. Like what they're going after is so personal, and like they're doing whatever it takes to save their friend like what anybody would do you know well and i think what one of the best things if you really think about it if you set up a big mission or whatever from start to finish in a movie Mm -hmm. they they really had a good thing because you knew like within the first 15 minutes of a two and a half hour movie what the goal was you know yeah to save rocket exactly and and so it was really simple yeah that whole thing how they played it off how they did that and the goal of what they were going to do and i really liked even though we really didn't have rocket Mm -hmm. per se in the movie a lot he was he was he was off the table until the very end basically yeah 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 um you know we still had all these flashbacks we had where they were going in checking on him you yeah. know, we we got to see him plenty enough, and it it really made a lot more, I think, of the movie pop and aspects of that, especially from the beginning and the end. So let me ask you, what did you think of the High Evolutionary? Um. Well, so one, I knew he was going to kind of be in this movie. Yeah. Um. Just because and we'll have to have a side conversation about it later 
uh marvel united had so many different packs and things come out of new sculpts and miniatures that they were going to have that uh i told my brother i said i know what most of the villains i can't put what movie they're going to be in but i can tell you what it is uh in that aspect and he was a new guy that came out for marvel united yeah um or will come out but um no i mean besides like the little bit i knew from reading stuff on him from that but what'd you think um, of him in this movie particularly he was not not the outside stuff but in the movie yeah he was uh he was a creepy weirdo he was a creepy weirdo and like his whole driving force was to make this perfect earth it's like counter earth with all his creatures and stuff but like his driving force was he wanted to know how rocket figured out his his like scientific problem thing yeah so they would stop making like weird monsters yeah and in that aspect he kind of had like a napoleon syndrome which was a little bit did you so i didn't notice this until like i got out of the movies Okay. Did you know? Did you know he was in Peacemaker? That did, guy. Did, yeah, that actor. Did you know he was the bug guy in Peacemaker? Yeah, he was the main squad leader. Yeah, I totally didn't even know that. Yeah, like he was so like heavily mixed up and stuff. Like, you know, like I was like, oh, he is the guy from Peacemaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and, was. Uh, the... The prosthetics on him in this were phenomenal. Oh my god, his face when it was like stretched on the back of his head gave me like fucking heebie-jeebies. Like well, I was like, and, ah. and then after he got slapped around a little bit and it, it oh, yeah. didn't come off. Yeah, but you could see where like the things were hanging off of the little metal thing, the little yeah. metal hooks that were holding it on. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, <laughs> it looks so nasty. Definitely, but after um, we. Go ahead. Well, and then the the other cameo that was in it that was pretty cool was uh, was the pink the oh. guy from Firefly. Oh yeah, he was he was funny. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, and I love that whole little skit that they had of. Oh, oh I got this, one of those guys this, too. This is such and such as nephew. Oh yeah, I got that guy too. Every yeah. time I see this guy, I fucking hate him. Well, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. yeah and, no, and their, I, suits, I their suits were crazy looking. Yeah. They're, the art department, I feel like the art department had so much fun on this movie. Oh, it yeah. Was it, so gave, out it, there. Gave me, it gave me Doctor Who vibes. Oh, yeah. I could kind of see that a little bit. Yeah. I could totally yeah, see with that. Yeah. With those suits and stuff. And yeah. I mean, even like you said, the big meat planet. Oh, that was weird. I mean, that whole that whole area just seemed like it could be like cut out and put in Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh and then like you said the pink girl. Um she was somebody I don't remember who she was, but she was also in Peacemaker. Uh, I don't remember. Well, she has played somebody in DC and she's played this person in Marvel now and she's was... also in the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh-huh. Uh I read a thing on her yesterday actually um talking about how uh she actually didn't like playing anything in the DC movies and how she, it was fine her doing this, but she wasn't loyal to the Marvel franchise. Yeah. Either. And she goes, the only uh, verse that actually matters is the fast verse. <laughs> That's funny. Damn. That's funny. That's funny. But yeah, after, after they leave the meat planet, they can't find their the code that they need. So they end up going to Counter Earth, right? Yes, like, that's what they, he calls it. Uh, by the way, did you? After all, I forgot. Before this, did you? Did you know who Sylvester Stallone was supposed to be? Yeah, you did. Okay, I was yeah, just curious. He's, he's the other Ravager leader, but he's also an original member of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the oh, comics. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, him and the the head and like the the, the disco but disco guy, disco ball looking guy. Which, oh, but yeah. they're like they're like all original members of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. Yeah, no, I just knew that they were the Ravagers because you know they all 
he's the guy who originally got in the fight with yeah. Yondu. Yeah. Of the second movie, and uh-huh. then they appeared in this one. I was surprised they appeared in this movie. To be honest, like I was, I was a little surprised too because you know they did the whole thing where it was the send off for Yondu, and I didn't think we would see the Ravagers no. again. Although I know who I'm glad we saw again. Cosmos, I loved Cosmos in this movie. Cosmos oh, the dog. was the, the dog. He he was so I, or she was so funny. I fucking love the whole with her and and Craglin. Yeah, and. He called her a bad dog. Yeah, and she's like, I'm not bad dog. And it's like every time we go, every time we go back to nowhere, she keeps bringing it up. So you take it back that I am not bad dog. I'm good dog. Every, you know, uh, 20, 20 years I do stuff for the Russians and, and never a bad dog I was, never you know, or whatever. And you're like, and then everybody throws their cards on, here we go again. Yeah, and then and then I love how it all tied together in the last fight where that weird bird creature came down. Yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that after we'll talk we'll talk about that towards the end. But uh, we get to Counter Earth finally, and we it's like a, a an exact copy of our Earth, but with animals and, and people. Yep, I think it's funny that it, it's it's very much like a utopia when we first get there. Kind of, yeah. It looks that way. It looks that way, and but we we get farther into the city, we see like characters selling meth. There's gang members and stuff like that. You know, like it's not a perfect yeah. planet, which is funny. But I love the scene when we when they get to the the like the suburbs. I guess you would say call it. Yeah, and they're like all being attacked because Drax throws the ball at them and stuff. You know, and yeah. they get they get to go into like this this bat family house. The whole gag with Drax. I was was so upset. I was jealous with that soda. I was like, I want to try one of those. The whole whole thing with Drax trying to sleep on the couch. Hey, hey, get back up, Drax. We don't don't sit on the couch. You know? Put your feet down. Drax, I see you leaning. Get back up. Don't do it. Oh, oh, man. But I love it. How like they're trying to like you know get these people to talk and whatnot, and then he yeah. like draws out the picture and and Jack's like, oh, that's a really good picture. I like that picture. It's so good. Can I have it? You know, after we're done, yeah, and stuff. And but yeah. I find it, I find this whole scene funny. Um, but did you know that Guardians of the Galaxy draw? Drops the first f bomb in the Marvel universe. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. No. No, I didn't. Yeah. So Guardians technically drops the first f bomb in a Marvel movie. When I thought, I thought Thor in one of his movies. No, like this is the very first like fuck in the Marvel universe. Nobody has said it before. Uh, when didn't somebody say a different word though? I mean, maybe if it was like Guardians of the Galaxy alien talk, but like this is no, like, I thought I thought Thor or somebody else like cussed in one of their movies too. No, 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 well, yeah, so that happened. Uh, that whole that whole scene was really funny because Peter doesn't know how to drive the car. And Nebula doesn't know how to open the door. And he's like, just get in the fucking car, Nebula. Like, come on. You, you know, I, yeah. th- I, I thought that was really funny. Like, it, I busted out laughing at that scene because he's never driven a car before. And he's like, he can drive a fucking spaceship, but he can't drive a car. You know? Right. Yeah. So where do they go after they leave, after they leave in the car? What happens? Maybe, maybe the one for Thor I was thinking of is orgy maybe who knows <laughs> so where where do they go after they leave the bat people uh then they have to get in the car and they're going to the red pyramid yeah what's at the red pyramid the high evolutionary and everything well, what, what do they have to get there 
Explain the pot, plots of the people. Station wagon. I'm still worried about this blue soda. I really want one. You're not going to get a blue soda. <sighs> it was so cool, though. Uh, they uh, they went there, and then they kind of had to split up for that. Nebula wasn't allowed in, supposedly, because of her arm. Yeah. And then... Um, they, Peter, held the, they held the guns in Groot. Yeah, Peter and Groot went in there, which that was that was a cool fight scene. I'm not. Oh, that was lie that was. That, I feel like they've done that before too. Like that was so not, awesome. I think on like the first one. No, I don't think they um, did on the first one. But then the other crazy thing that we had is um, where Nebula and Drax not. Nebula standing out front. Drax and Mantis come there, mm-hmm. and they end up uh, they end up getting there, and they're trying to get on the ship. And uh, Groot and Peter are getting off the ship. Yeah, because they're trying to get back to their spaceship because they have the code to save Rocket, and. Then the high evolutionary is going to blow up the planet because it's a failure. He's going to go build a new world again, a uh, counter Earth two or whatever, you know. Yeah, but we so, get. Go ahead. And that that ended up becoming kind of a pain in the ass part too because we also found out how many times the high evolutionary has like done this. Yeah, like kicked people off re created the things and whatnot and i think it really stands out the whole part that rocket brings up to him where he says you know you're just really not contempt with anything you always have to find flaws and try and fix them that's true and and i mean that was a really good part like yeah i i agree i fucking love that part especially you know with the high evolutionary and He's got all these prophetic lines that he's been feeding you the whole time, and you're just like, you know. He's literally, he's literally like, I don't say like a big whiny baby, but he, he's very much like a, like you said, he has to be like a, has the big Napoleon complex, and he always has to be right, I have to say. Yes. And everything, like you said. Uh, but we get the big climactic event. Uh, to uh, go take down the High Evolutionary because Drax, Nebula, and Mantis are in the big spaceship thing with a bunch of like new children that have been made who can only say Jib-Jub and Nub-Nub, I think they said it was. They're, they're called uh, Star Children. Is that what they're called? Yeah. And one of them actually is a big player in the Marvel Cosmic Universe. Uh, is actually like a, I think like an alternate version of Captain Marvel, or Marvel, I would say. Uh, in the I, in the comics, I don't know yet on that. Not not oh, not you said that, in the but comics. Like, yeah, in the in the comics, like she is. Yeah, uh, the main which, the main jib jib girl. We uh we started yeah well because we see her at the very end sitting on the rock. Yeah, and Rocket asking her, yeah, who's her favorite? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's really crazy thinking about how many new people we have, mm-hmm. so to speak, and how young they are. True. Um, from what we could pull from, I mean, Black Panther, I mean, a little kid, this one, a little kid, uh, Love and Thunder, a little kid, you know, and it's crazy kind of seeing how we have, we do have all these new rising stars, I guess you could say. Well, I mean, but, they, they've they've slowly been building up the Young Avengers. Yeah, you know? but the like the other weird thing is how you know how like a bunch of kids would kind of play those roles or whatever. I don't think they're they supposed will, to. I don't think they will play those roles. I think they will get aged up. Yeah, possible. Um, I think they will. But be. like, but like who we have right now, like uh, Cassie from Ant Man. And uh, uh, Peter, Spider-Man, and a few others, like, it's getting kind of weird 
where the mantle is going to get passed down to because we do have those but then it seems like the secondary heroes for some things are these like super really young kids i mean that's uh, that's okay you know yeah, I just don't know how they're going to fit into... Well, the thing is, I don't think they will fit in. I think, I think they're going to get aged up. If there's there's another Guardians movie, that character is going to get aged up if they stay around. Yeah. Like, that Guardians, that Guardians team is not technically set in stone, so they could do something completely different if they want to make right. a fourth movie. Right. You know? They could say she, like, fucking dies or, or something, or I don't know. Right, and I mean, we yeah. did see where Groot like leveled up big time too. Yeah, and he, if you notice, he actually looks like his original original Groot first appearance at the very end. Yeah, of the movie. Uh, like King Groot. Yeah, well, he, like whatever. He he he's bigger than what he was, but yeah. yeah, he's in like King Omega King Groot form or whatever. Yeah, but we get to the big climactic battle. That was fucking epic, I have to say. The the big the big climax to seeing like the nowhere like head show up out of a portal yeah. and like just blow up the ship and like everything's falling apart and like they the guardians like do what needs to be done even though like like they're a team they're gonna stay together you know yeah well and. And this is after Rocket gets healed, and then it all yeah. just kind of their little fight through the hallway was hilarious. Oh, that fight was probably one of the best fight scenes I think in Marvel Cinematic Universe history. Yeah, like that fight scene was so well choreographed; it was amazing. Right, which. Then we have to get to the weirdest thing that I felt was in the movie was every time Nebula got snapped like a twig and then oh. put back together. Oh, that was fucking gross, but I love it. I was like, uh, what's going on? I think well, one of and my... then, you know, you know, the other thing though was this is after the eye joke, and I was like, hmm, oh, yeah. I wonder what Peter could do with those positions. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was I'm not gonna. There. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie is was such a small part but it was yeah. when rocket wakes up and he tells everybody that he's okay and yeah. like nebula like stops in her tracks and like like she really cared about him like yeah and i, I was like oh that's like such a heartfelt moment i was bawling my fucking eyes out well i was and like the one the one that I saw coming from a mile away whenever Lily's talking to him and he goes, yeah. Oh, can I go with you? And she's like, yeah, sure. And this is the one that threw my brother off. Cause he goes, I thought rocket was going to go. And I said, have you not been watching this at all? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, Lily's not the character that's going to let him do that. Yeah. Okay. And so whenever he's like, and she grabs him, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. And he looked at me, he's like, you're a dick. That was such a Deadpool 2 moment. Because that same thing happened in Deadpool 2. Yeah. You know, and I was like, he's not going to die. He's not going to die. Where I thought somebody was going to die is when they're all getting, like, they had just finished off the High Evolutionary. And I have to say, that, that fight with the High Evolutionary was fucking cool, too. Like you, th- I thought it was just going to be Rocket by himself, but it yeah. ends up being everybody shows up and like everybody gets their licks in. And when they fucking peeled off his face and you saw what his face actually looked like, I was like, Egh. right, right. <laughs> well, and I also like the whole part right after this where they're letting all the animals out of the cage. It remind me of Pee-wee's. Yeah. Peewee's uh, Playhouse oh, or Peewee's Great yeah. Adventure. Because Rocket or, or Peter says to them, you know, all right, let's go. We got the kids. And Rocket's like, no, we haven't gotten all of them. So they go back and get all the like animals and stuff. And yeah. they save them all. And I was like, oh my God, they got all the animals. And Rocket now knows and that the, he's a raccoon. Well, and the big, the big octopus creature thing yes. that they had to the kill one at the beginning of two. Yeah. Like I had three of those come on board. I was like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah, there was all the different animals. But where I thought somebody was going to die 
was uh, Peter when he jumps through and starts to like freeze up in outer space without his helmet. Yeah. That's where I thought somebody was going to die. And I, I, I thought he was going to die. So to see him get saved by Adam Warlock was like, See, I don't know, like a surprise. And that was that was another part where I didn't think that was going to happen. I was like, because <laughs> you were sitting there and we're kind of looking at everybody that's sitting there. I'm like, where the fuck is Adam at? Yeah. And my brother's like, I need you to stop calling these because you're starting to be annoying. And I was like, what else am I going to tell you, buddy? But I kind of like it that none of them died. Like, yeah. Well, was... and I like how they took iconic things like, you know, wherever um, they couldn't really like, I think, fully do it. But where Peter's holding the, the zoom. Yeah. And it's in his hand and he's got his hand open. And then you see the weird little thing where Adam's got his hand kind of just slightly turned because that's the whole thing. Like the thing with God and Jesus or Zeus and Hercules uh-huh. or, yeah, you know, where they have the hands that are doing that. Mm-hmm. And they use that that part in this movie, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that that was really like that whole scene was cool to see Adam actually survive was crazy because I thought he was just taken out, you know, he was yeah. taken out and not like used or whatever. And to see Which, like, go ahead. The other the other thing that hurt in this scene the most was you knew how Gamora was kind of getting back to the point of understanding while the other her had fallen in love with peter yeah yeah but you also saw where she was out of place because everybody was hugging peter when he got when he got pulled back in there and even adam hugged him but gamora (laughs) didn't have a a place yeah yeah Gamora didn't have a space in there yeah and it It was you you're kind of at that point she was like yeah, I want to get in there, but she felt awkward and was like, no, I can't get in there, you know? Yeah, no, most most definitely. And to see the Guardians, like, all survive and, like, all, like, have their moment. Like, everybody got a really good ending in this movie, I would say. Like, Drax is taking care of the children with Nebula. Nebula's running nowhere. And then, like, you have, like, Peter leaving the guardians for the moment you know we don't know if he's coming back or not uh but he's he is coming well, back but well, i'm i meant coming back to the guardians in general <laughs> okay because he gives up the leadership to rocket yeah at the very end which is so heartfelt and to see him go back uh, see peter go back to his grandfather and like uh be a normal person for once was really cool and like heartwarming to yeah. see like you know he's been gone for like 30 years or something like that i would think it was so it's been and they, it's kind of like been weighing on him like what do i do what what should i do now you know and to see him like you know get his happy ending get to go back to his grandfather you know was really nice and you know like it just wrapped up in a nice i would say semi-perfect bow to be honest right. with this movie. I mean, it's well, and especially after volume two of him knowing the whole shit where his father gave his mom the tumor and whatnot. Oh yeah. Know. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, and, uh, have, have run away or gotten captured by Yondu yeah. like the same day he found out that that happened to his mom. And you're like, what? I have to say, I fucking love this movie. This I movie agree. was so good. By the end of it, my hand was hurting so much because my girlfriend was death gripping my hand. Because she <laughs> was, she, she, did, grip. she didn't want to see like the animals get hurt or like Drax get hurt because Drax is her favorite character and yeah. stuff. And like all the like the I w- it was so hard to watch the different like animals get experimented on and stuff and all the body horror. Like I didn't expect that for a Marvel movie, but I'm glad like they put it in. You know, like so when I would, you get that. When you get that new tattoo, you're going to have to kick out Kitty Pride now, and you're going to have to have Wolverine getting cuddled by Drax, getting cuddled by Deadpool. Uh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> All riding a unicorn? All riding a unicorn? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> but let me ask you, what do you think, because we're coming up on an hour, what do you think 
How did we make the, it an hour? How do we make it an hour? Yes. <laughs> but uh, what did what did you think of the end where it said the legendary Star Lord will return? What do you think that implies? Like, do you think he's going to get his own movie? Do you think he's going to get his own TV show? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think he's just going to be in like one of the adventure movies or something. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think probably part of the people will get fluxed out and then we'll have mm-hmm. him in it. Because as of some of the other people we do still have are people that don't want to retire. I mean, we have him and we have Thor. And then we have a bunch of the more like... Well, Thor movie. said he's almost... Thor said he has one more movie in him. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth did. He's like, I got one more movie in me and I'm done. Type of thing, you know. Avengers. Assemble. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I we'll probably do that. I kind of wonder what else will happen. I mean, of course we have... Um, the new TV shows and stuff that are coming out as well. So I'm sure he'll be in a movie, but I think a lot of events we'll have to wait and see will actually come from movies and TV shows that are getting ready to come out. So what would you rate this out of our rating scale? What would you rate it? I'm going to give it a solid five. I would too. It's definitely a solid five, which makes it a ten, baby. Right? This, I think, this is like our first ten. I think so too. Like, I really think so. Like, this movie so, was like, I just, I want to watch, go watch it again. Like, I love this movie, even though I had problems with like some of the visuals, like creeping me out a little bit, making me uncomfortable. I, I want to see it again to see what I might well, have missed. See, now I can't wait till you watch Ant Man Quantumania. So that maybe we can do something for that. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We're just going to do all the the shows and movies in phase five. (laughs) (laughs) We never covered any of these before, but you know. No, 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 we didn't. But yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, we have uh, Secret Wars coming soon. We have Loki 2 coming soon and some other stuff like that. So. Yeah. Hopefully all of those will get some really the, good. The Marvels is coming soon. Marvels is coming soon, yeah. Yeah. Um a good chunk of things that I I can't wait for us to actually get. Depending on the writer strike. We'll right. have to see, you know. That's that's true. That is true and I'm really I really can't wait for the Marvels stuff to happen because uh um, I didn't know, but doing a little research on some other stuff and whatnot for that, um, I didn't know at the end of Miss Marvel, they actually had where it gets brought up that she has like a mutant gene kind of, yeah. yeah. and, the, and then if you really listen to the sound, they actually play, uh, like a quick X-Men theme song. Yeah. I don't think we'll be getting the X-Men in the Marvels to be honest. Probably not in the Marvels, but you know no. it. It gives us our tie-in through the X Men. Although I'm, I'm really interested in the Marvels because I did not like Miss. I did not like Captain Marvel, like really yeah. at all. I didn't really care for Captain Marvel, but I'm, yeah. I'm interested in this, like, because it's a team. It's a, it's a new space team, you know, right? Of all women, which is rare in comic books, you know. Hey, and that that might be where the legendary Star Lord comes back. Maybe he maybe he'll it like won't, it won't be, but it maybe won't he'll be, be like, that, "Hey, you know? hey, uh, Carol Danvers." I forgot what her name was. Carol Danvers. Do you know who I am? I'm Star Lord, <laughs> legendary outlaw. Right. Yeah. And then he's gonna play it off like he did in Volume Three and be like, "Yeah, she's so into me." <laughs> but yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Right? Sorry for the technical difficulties, but they uh, yeah, they didn't have any technical difficulties because we didn't have to cut anything out of this one. Uh, we could hear your air conditioning for like half the half the podcast. Hey, buddy. Okay, and your dogs. Okay, that, that and your dogs. Happens. And your dogs. I, he- I hear your dogs all the time. I don't have dogs. Yeah, you got your ten dogs on your feet. I don't have feet. 
I hear them howling all the time. I'm a cripple. All right, teeth. (laughs) Anyways, anyways. As always, guys, we will see you next Tuesday. Let us know if you enjoy the podcast and if you guys think that we should cover some more Marvel stuff um, and whatnot, you know, so catch you guys later. Bye.